Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Ooh, you like that? I mix it up that time. This is episode... Episode number 68. Yes, and on today's episode, guys, we feel like maybe, maybe we've been exhausting you a little bit with some of the deeper topics. And so, what are we doing today, Jonna? Well, we're just going to switch it up because... Little side note, we decided that we need to uh, grow our podcast because, you know, we've been doing it for a year now, getting out an episode a week, stay consistent with that, but it's time to do a little more. So we challenge ourselves to record, what, 10, 20 days in a row? 20 days in a row. Which we've which never done. We were barely getting one per week in and we're like, why don't we just do 20 in a row? Uh, so right. <laughs> I guess it's one of those, like, if you shoot for the stars... Maybe you'll land, I don't know, in a different I mean, state. Either way, we're more ahead than we've been in a long time because we're on day four here. But we just wanted to like switch up the format. We've had some people tell us, hey, why don't you try interviewing each other just to see how that goes? So um, I found an article. Quick disclaimer. I'm not super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Quick disclaimer. Uh, just, just letting you know if you're expecting anything super awesome um, from me. Well, I guess. Well, that's all the reason you to keep listening. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what questions you're going to ask me. I'm totally in the dark on these, but it, I'm I'm not the service level guy, right? So I'm, I usually take things a little deeper to meaning and, you know, toolboxing and whatnot. Well, I didn't say this was like a funny episode. It's just we're switching up the format. Okay. Sounds it good. still could be deep. But there's still going to be babies crying and kids interrupting and all this. Right. Things, so, so, you know, if you'd like to help us hire the uh, neighborhood babysitter. For about 15 bucks. Right. Just head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash G-Y-G-Y-M. Yeah, and thanks for those that have done so. Super nice. Uh, we we, It's really interesting. So when you buy us the coffee, we get your email. We don't get your name. So unless your email has your name in it, we don't know who it is. Right. So what's up, so corny? Thank you for buying us three coffees, which actually Chris doesn't know who she is, but uh, I do. Yes. There's I didn't when I first saw it. So yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So okay. So yeah, I found this article. I like many other women like to pin different things and read them later on Pinterest. So I've not even actually read this full article. Uh, shout out to the author of it. Her blog is called Best Self Mama. She talks about I think being becoming her best self, which is pretty fitting for this podcast. So she wrote an article on how to have a happy marriage and she gave 17 tips. So Chris, I'm going to go through these tips and I want you to do two things with each tip. I want you to tell me from your coaching husband, married of seven years person's brain. That's a lot of people. <laughs> um, what, <laughs> what you think uh, okay. of the advice or of the tip. Okay. If you if you agree that it contributes to a happy marriage. Okay. And then I want to know if you think that we collectively or you or we are good at it. All right. Sounds good. So we'll know by the end of this if we have a happy marriage or not. Right, pretty much. Right? I mean, you can fake it all you want. Because like, right? I mean, we what if we get like two out of 17? I'm going to have to talk to this mom and ask her, what's up? What's up? What's up? Here we go. And people are going to stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So number one, she said. At least we're not getting a divorce like. David Rachel. Oh, you called <laughs> Ooh, them can out. I do that? Listen, can I do a quick aside? <laughs> just a quick just one. Just a really quick one. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sad because I can't imagine what it's like to be in the public eye the way they have been in the Explain public who they are eye. First. I don't know if everyone knows. Dave and Rachel Hollis. They announced recently they're getting divorced. And I was, when I tell you, I was shook. I was shook because it didn't make sense because they have a a marriage podcast and they have marriage conventions and books and all these things that they profit off of teaching people how to have the best marriage ever. And they thrive on, or they said that they thrived on being authentic. And so it was kind of like a gut punch for somebody who was following their stuff to find out that they really weren't being that authentic because mm -hmm. they had been thinking about divorce for some time. So and it's so, kind of like if we had a financial advising podcast then you would be like <laughs> and then you, you found been out tricking us. <laughs> we are where we are you've been falsely taking my money right well no because <sighs> yeah anyways hilarious look we don't know them personally and we're not here to bash them no it was, it, it was just a comment i was making so hopefully uh Hopefully, if you know who they are, we're not trying to bash them. No, but look, I do think we get a level of confidence of saying, like, 
Yeah, we wouldn't do that. No, I mean, I can't imagine what they're going through. And we always say, like, you don't know unless you know, like, unless you're in that situation. But to to profit off of of tell, teaching people about, mar- about marriage and saying <laughs> right. you have this perfect marriage. Right. That sucks. Yeah. So, okay. Moving on. Number one. Tip number one. Here we go. Here we make, go. Here we go. Here we go. Make time for each other. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you think that's bad advice? You think, don't think we're good at it. <laughs> okay. Great advice. It is one of the hardest ones to do. I, I'm, I'm sure someone listening can resonate with the idea that sometimes it just feels like there's not enough time in the day. Now you ask me to put my coaching hat on. From a coaching perspective, I would say that because we have different times of the day where we are feeling good, we're a little more on the tired, lulled out energy, all that stuff, and then completely crash. I think it's important that we make some time for our partner and our family during some of the freshest times of the day. So for us, that would be the morning. And I've experienced many seasons of life where I've said like, okay, don't talk to me between you know 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, I have to get all my busy work done. And yes, it's important, but at the same time, I also spent years being a trainer, giving everybody my absolute best, the absolute best version of me and being exhausted for my family. And I realized crap when you got home. Right. And now I realize the big difference is uh, giving you guys time when I'm at my freshest point of the day in the morning. So that's a part of my routine that's been working out pretty well for us. But well, we still don't make yeah, date say, time for each other. I was going to say, I think that's the whole premise of the of the point. She says, make time. Not just spend time together, make time for each other. Because if you have little kids, then you know how quick it is for the day to get away. I'm sorry for Ledger's um, heavy breathing in the mic. He's so noisy. Oh. And he drops his pencils all the time. And there's John's head hitting the mic. Well, you know, it is what it is. Okay. So we, we agree. We agree, though. That's important. And then we also agree that's something we could definitely do better. Yeah. Well, yeah. For sure. Especially with all that's going on right now, it's hard to just go on a date because a lot of places suck to go on a date right now because they right? suck all the fun out because they make you – never mind. Make um, you do masks and have digital menus and be afraid to talk and touch each other. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You can't speak the virus. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> not down – well, anyway. I'm not going to disclaim every single thing we say. No. If you've listened to us long enough, you you should understand us. Um. Well, yeah, that and we have four kids, and it's a lot harder to get a sitter for four kids than it is three right? or two or Those one. Those kids out there aren't just charging like $7 an hour for four oh, kids. No. They're like, oh, $7 for one kid uh, and then $5 for each extra kid. It's like, what the? $40 <laughs> an hour? What in yeah. the world? <laughs> okay, so that's, like yes, that's something we need to do better at, and we would say, yes, you should make time for your spouse. Um, I think that her t- number two is pretty much just piggybacking off of number one. It's make the most of your time together. And so she was just trying to say 16 or what? S- she was, she was just <laughs> trying to find a way to put 17 on there. That Let's one's see. a gimme. <laughs> well, she's saying like, yeah, if you only have 20 minutes at night, sometimes that's okay. Just make the most of whatever time you have. So like, I think she's saying like, you should give your wife a massage and, and, Mm-hmm. No, I no, you didn't. I mean, that. it's kind of like when you get in bed, and you're like, okay, now it's time for regeneration from the day, and you just pop your sleep mask on and pull it down and say good night. PJ masks, PJ guys. Masks. Can I tell you, at nighttime, I get really mad at Chris. I get really mad at Chris because I'll be getting my second wind for the day because I drink too much caffeine in the afternoon, as he'll lovingly tell you. Yes, always. That's why I sound boring. Well, I am, but that's why I sound like Eeyore and she sounds all excited. She has caffeine in her. I don't. It's because our people have bought us coffee and I must drink the coffee that they bought. (laughs) But anyways, I'll be all excited. I'll be ready to like talk to him and finally have a quiet minute without little people screaming or climbing on me. And I literally turn my head and he has a sleep mask that Prince princess Chris over here has to sleep with to cover his eyes from the light. Don't make me get nerdy. And then puts the little blanket up around his shoulders and he's literally like snoring within there like just three minutes. ways I have to I literally could just go to the bathroom to go to pee and come out and you're out. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> seriously. It's true. It's true. So that's why I call him PJ Masks sometimes. Okay. Number three, the tip for having a happy marriage. Put the phone down. Hey. Ooh, yeah. 
So obviously great advice. I think when we go to restaurants and see sometimes me and John will go to a restaurant and we'll like stop and we'll look around and we'll look at everybody and we'll see it's just such a socially acceptable thing to just have your phone out and be in the world of your social media feed when you're right in front of the person you're with. I hate it. I hate it. And here's the thing. We're guilty of it too. No, Um, no, I'm not, not at a restaurant. Oh no, no, no. Definitely not at a restaurant. We, we do a good job of that. We are guilty of it too. Just kind of around the house. Sometimes I'll get off of a long day of work. I'll be a little bit stressed and I'll kind of try to hide in just like mindlessly scrolling when I walk in and that's not good. And then if you guys have seen social dilemma on Netflix, you'll also know that those news feeds are specifically designed to just keep our attention. And so it doesn't matter how disciplined you are. You can lose 30 minutes in it in no time. And husbands, if you're hearing this, you're like, Oh yeah, I do it sometimes too. And you don't know already. Stop. Your wife does not like that. You come in, you should, yes. if she's been home with the kids all day, or whatever it looks like in your family dynamics, she's probably taking care of the kids or making dinner or something and trying to have a conversation with you and your head stuck in the phone. And I swear yes. that just boils my blood, which yeah, I, and I do the same hard. thing it sometimes, is, but well, so now let's put our coaching hat. Let's on. talk. No, well, yeah, let's talk okay. about what you used to do for yeah. a while. That really helped. Yes. And you still do it sometimes actually. Right. So when I'm at my best, when I'm at my absolute best, what I do is I, I make time to shut my work down early. So, if I'm if I'm gonna stop working at 5:30, at like 5:15 or so, I will start like wrapping up emails, wrapping up messages, whatever, anything I'm doing, and kind of have my plan together to leave my office and leave my phone there. And leaving my phone there uh, has been really really helpful because uh, it shows John automatically that like I'm ready to. I, I swear it sets a mood for me. Like yeah. when we went to the park, we took the kids to the park uh, last weekend and you left your phone at home. And I was like, yes, like he's here to spend time with us. There's no distraction. And there, there is no temptation when obviously oh, yeah, it's easy. It's <laughs> right there just right. to like pick it up and do everything. I think that it's a double edged sword though. Cause sometimes I'm like, crap, like I have to have it because I'm trying to document things and trying to take pictures of the chaos and videos of the chaos or trying to record content for what we're doing. Or you, you're constantly having to have conversations with people for what we do, which makes it yeah that much more hard. But it is hard, but schedule time is important. I mean, we say it all the time in the growth world, success leaves clues. And the more successful people are, the less time they spend being used by social media, being used mm-hmm. by being used by platforms that are sucking our attention away and hurting our relationships. And I just think with with anything that impacts our relationships, we have to set those boundaries. And so a boundary for me is, yes, I I'm at my best when I shut it down early and keep my phone in the office. And if you're like, oh, I don't feel like I'm on the phone that much because I felt that way before. There's a setting oh, you can go to. I can't believe you're calling this out. That's funny. Yeah, because you did it to me once you got and so I was mad. shook, man. You got I so did, mad. Well, yeah, it was my pride, my ego, because I did not think that the, the time could have possibly added up that much. But yeah, there's a setting in almost every smartphone that you can go and look at your Battery usage time. and you can literally see where you spend your time. Yeah. Almost everybody I've had do this. Like barely anybody grazes under three and a half hours a day which on is, social Which media, I bet you if you're hearing this, you're like, which no. Which is wild. And then, oh, sorry, we need one of those radio buttons where you hit the red button where it mutes everything. Right. Um, so then you look at how many times you've opened your phone every day, and you'll be amazed. It's kind of you've sickening. You've opened your phone probably like ninety times. Yeah, you would never think like that. not even thinking about it. It's it's pretty wild how addicted to phones we are. Uh, I think that's for a maybe another separate episode. But um, yeah, I think that pretty much. Well, I'll say I'll say this really quick in regards to. What I've done in the past too is uh, when I ran my own business, I had people messaging me prospects and stuff all through the evening. And there were times where I was trying to like set up auto text and auto auto things to say like, Hey, home with the family. I'll, I'll reach you tomorrow. Um, because as an entrepreneur, you're like, Oh, I can't miss anybody. Uh, but I have realized like, people get it. People get it. You have to set the boundary though. They won't do it for you. So 
We agree that putting your phone down is definitely a healthy marriage, happy marriage tip. Yes. Okay. You ready? I'm committed all next week during dinner to keep my phone upstairs. Perfect. Because we, okay, that's good. This is a side note for parents. If you don't, so like we do not let our kids have any, they don't have cell phones yet, but we don't let them watch TV or have the tablet or anything at mealtime because we feel like mealtime should be time where we're spending together. Um, and, and it's just too much stimulation all day. And it's too much stimulation all day. But, you know, occasionally we will catch ourselves like in the middle of a conversation or looking at a video or doing something while we're at the table. And I'm like, whoa, we can't do that because that's hypocritical. Like they're going to see us doing it. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I remember Jonna went out one day and she had me stay home with the girls and we we're going to have like a pizza party. So we, so we bake all these pizzas and stuff. And I sat down at the table with them and I was like, I prayed and we started eating pizza and all three of the girls took out fake phones and they were just like acting like they were taking pictures of each other. They were acting like they were scrolling like their newsfeed. Uh, Lola was like, look, I'm watching the Reds game. And I was like, ooh, crap. Yeah, so, they don't do that with me. Yeah. So literally, they're like, look, Daddy, I'm like you. I'm watching the Reds uh, game. And I'm like, oh, crap. Because I was watching YouTube TV on my phone and stuff. Um, just kind of trying to catch a little bit of the Reds game. Again, just escape from life a little bit. And yeah. So that was kind of like a, a wake-up call for me. See, they they see what we do much more than they hear what we say. They do. Okay, so next one, number four. Speak openly. So she said this is a nice way of saying disagreements. If you're not having disagreements, one person may be holding things in, and you should not have to walk on eggshells around your partner. I spaced out. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm asking you. You're the one being interviewed. You can't I know, space it. I, I, I totally space. I was wondering with the eyebrow. <laughs> what you could see me just like did is like tick. <laughs> said speak openly. She basically said you shouldn't have to walk on eggshells around your partner, and you can have healthy disagreement. Ooh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah I, ultimately, I believe that that's what has made us the strongest is setting the expectation that we're going to be vulnerable. And again, oh gosh, I think we've said it a hundred thousand times, but it just comes down to intentions. It always comes down to intentions. It's like if you know your spouse, if you know they love you, if you know, if you know, then obviously there's really no reason to freak out because the intentions are probably pure. I wish I could think of an idea or a story right off the cuff here of a time where you've said something to me and I've had to like you've had to take me back like, whoa, do you think that, what do you think my intention was there? Do you think I was trying to make you feel? Just take us back to like 2013 to 2017. Oh, you mean like when you said I was crazy? About and- that whole <laughs> range, about that whole yeah, range but, of marriage. I think it was just a daily occurrence. Where but your like, intentions Ugh. then probably were to sometimes to be hurtful mm. when we were fighting. No, I just think you didn't know me enough to be able to trust my intentions. That's fair. Yeah, because if you say something stupid now, I might get mad for like a second and I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, you get it. I Like, there's not any time where I'm going to be like, I just want to cut through her soul right now. You know? <laughs> Thank like, goodness. Yeah, and it, it, I know that's not what you're looking to do either. So, well, I think matter. what's good about, uh, so here's the thing. If you, if you want to get to that point with your spouse where you can understand each other's intentions and trust each other, and and not have to walk on eggshells, then you have to go through these tough conversations like we talked about. Oh, I don't have them in episode front of seven and eight. Yeah. I'm starting to memorize them. I know. Well, we've also referenced that one so many times. Like we talked about in episode seven and eight, uncomfortable conversations. Like those are the ways that you get to know your spouse to get to the point where you're Gosh, able you to be like this. Again. Dude, calm down. Um, don't you cry, son. I feel like I had a really important point mm. to make on that, and he's distracting me over here. Um, yeah, we need to bring more. Let's go. Come on. Oh, okay. Watch your words. Watch your words. Again, it comes down to intent. She keeps doubling up on these. She said, speak respectfully. It can be hard to catch yourself in the heat of the moment. Well, okay. How about I think, yeah. tone? Tone, yeah. I'll say, I think that's tone? good because... Well, I was just, that's what I was going to say. Because we have had these tough talks and we know each other's intention now, 
when we start to get a little bit heated where we can tell we're going that way, we can usually pause. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like we did that the other night. We're like, you're like, look, we're both stressed right now. This conversation is not going to end up good. Like basically let's table it. And yeah, that was forward. yesterday. Was that yesterday? All oh. my days are running together. <laughs> that was yesterday. It was just something super simple, something super stupid. And I was like, look, I'm obviously stressed. You obviously could find. Ooh, I know what it was, and I still haven't done it. At any moment, yeah, she, she. I forgot. She no, put, go ahead. Go ahead. This, no, go ahead. Keep going. This it doesn't matter. Subscription has together. To go. And she has not. She has not canceled it, and I'm like, look, we're not even okay. using it. Just cancel it, and she won't cancel it. And it came up keep, again, and I was annoyed. Do you want to talk about how many anyway. things I have on my plate? I'm dropping. I know big things. I so, know. anyways. Anyway, well. Tone is important, right? Tone is... She didn't say tone. Well, I'm making it tone because she's probably not going to talk about it. I haven't looked at the list, though. But tone's important, I think, because there have been many seasons of marriage where like, we talk to each other in a different way. Intention's good, but still, I think if we're like aggressively being, I don't know, just, I don't know, just aggressive and... Like not in a good way, aggressive. Yeah. You mean right. just like right. mean. Right. Like Well, here she made the point You're stupid, what are you thinking type of thing? Like, right. oh I can't believe you did I think we do a good job of not doing that anymore. She made the point she said once words come out, they can't be put back. Once words come out, they can't be put back. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, oh let's talk about yeah, this. Your, okay. Your dad's analogy yeah. or whatever. Yeah, my dad gave a really good analogy. Uh he he basically said words are like a nail in a fence, like, or pinning some, you pin the words to the fence with a nail. Yeah. You, you pin the words to a fence with a nail. And what you don't realize is even if you try to take it back, the hole's still there when mm-hmm. you, when you take the nail out. And I was like, ah, that makes sense because there are some things that, although we should always be truthful, there are some things in the ways we say them and just the harshness that like we really shouldn't freaking say. And I learned a lot of that between yeah. 2013 and 2017. <laughs> yeah. There's some things that you just don't have to say because yes, you can't take it back. I could probably name on a quicker, I can probably name faster the hurtful things you said. That's because women have an insane memory oh, for things. I can that hurt tell them. you what you said it's on like, May 4th, 2013. Right. It's just 705. Like, <laughs> it's like you guys like hold on to those oh things. i remember things that like mean kid like mean people in high school said to me like in the tone they said it even they don't go away remember yeah so anyways yes we agree though you should watch your tone you should watch your words you should be careful with how you speak to your spouse yes if you want to have a happy marriage uh number six show affection Ooh. guys this is my weak point this is my weak point i am not good at showing affection i don't know if it's just the way I was conditioned. It's, it's not like I didn't have an, an affectionate family. Like, you know, I, I hugged my dad. I hugged my mom. It's not like I had a relationship with my dad that was like, hey, man, fist bump. You know, I'm like, it's not that. But yeah. Your family's not There's super affectionate, though. No, they're not. But I know families who are like, yeah, I've never hugged my dad before. I'm like, no, I hugged my dad and hugged my mom. And we're affectionate to that level. And I still hug my siblings when I see them and stuff. So I don't know what it is, but yeah, I, my love language is definitely not touch. Which is hard in our relationship. While yes. I don't think touch is my love language, I definitely am a woman who needs affection. Like yes. I think Anytime most I women put need. my hands on her shoulders when I'm like walking by her or whatever, she'll like make a comment like, oh, thanks. I needed that. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would say I, I, from the wife's perspective, say that is definitely important, an important tip for a happy marriage that we are not great at. I think I, I'm good. I think I touch you a lot, but. Yeah, apparently you but, don't care. So, well, it's not that. You, maybe it's maybe it's because I, I'm not lacking it. I don't know um, that I don't need more of it. But I don't think I've ever really been like that um, ever in it's any of my relationships on prior to that. Yeah, uh, we don't. I'm just I'm just saying. Like, I remember I remember in like eighth grade. We can talk about your exes. I remember in eighth grade. I I wouldn't or seventh grade. I wouldn't flame. even hold. One of my girlfriend's hands that often. Like, That's because in junior high I you think you saw feel cooties. like it. No, in like seventh grade you have girlfriends and boyfriends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just remember she get she got mad at me or something because I wouldn't like show affection in public because she wanted it to be like official. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, who cares? Just sit down. Just sit <laughs> like, down. Well, I see why see. that didn't work out. <laughs> Are you gonna drink that milk? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Chris. I. Well, yeah. no, but you hold my hand and stuff. Not, and well, you're just not 
overly affectionate. Yeah, I'm not. I also am not into PDA really. So, but but I feel like uh, you know, actually, I feel like I'm affectionate at church with you. Well, that's because that's the only time the kids are around. Yeah, maybe that. They're, you know what? Well, we have Ledger. Excuse. No. No. Well, you sometimes are. I just know you need me to put my arm around you, or that's like true. sometimes I just feel like you need you need me to affirm for you, like pull you in close type of thing. Yeah, you and so do. I'll make I'll make those moves every once in a while. You're so you're basically affectionate when I'm breaking down, but in like just a love, am, yeah. like I'm gonna kiss you without anything, like well, kiss you when it's not in the bedroom. You know, yeah, well, that doesn't happen. Let me much. be honest. So, sometimes in like daily intentions, I will literally have to write it down. Like, kiss Jonna three times today. Why? <laughs> Seriously. That's why you be and coming then, at me with those lips the past two days. And then uh, I actually did write that. I know. I, <laughs> I, I, I did write that intention. I wrote to kiss you three times. Um, I think we're only at one. No, no, we're at two because I got two in before you went for your walk. Just to make sure. Just so I could check it off my journal. <laughs> No, really, because I know it's important to you, and I know, I know it's not like my first initial reaction. Well, here's the thing: because it's a slow fade, it's a slow fade. All of a sudden, you could be in a rut, and we've been in a rut um, in our relate, not in really in our relationship, but just in life, which then trickles into your relationship. And so, all of a sudden, you can be like a week without any kind of physical intimacy, yeah. oh, and yeah. that'll start to wear on somebody. Yes, yeah, because there has been, especially at the end of my pregnancy and right postpartum, where you can't be intimate and trust me like i have no desire to be intimate at that point um those things matter because you're still in a relationship you can't just wait for it to pass and then if i'm coming at you thinking with the wrong head and i haven't oh I no haven't you didn't you, yeah i'm like back like, up uh, cool. nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like you want to show me affection now good night right. i'm just getting kind of um <laughs> kind of no that's good obviously affection is important yes is that even what she said be affection yeah show affection and i guess it just comes down to like selfishly in the past i'm like well i don't want to so i'm not gonna but because i know she needs it although it may be somewhat forced subconsciously at first um to like initiate um it's, it's something i realize you need so i try to do it I think that must show where we've grown in our marriage because I just had a flashback to early on in our relationship. It wasn't with affection, but it was um, kind of maybe it was infection. It was just like needing help, needing, wanting you. Yeah, I think it was affection. And I got mad at you because I basically, you basically wanted me to give you like a chart of like a, here, yes, I get a gold checklist. star every I time. With I get a gold star every time I show her what she needs in this way. And I was like, no, if you love me, then you should just want to do this. I want you to want to do it. And don't get me wrong. I still want you to want to show me affection more than I, I want, want to cross off my intention. I say more than I want you to just check your journal off, <laughs> but you know, we're baby steps here. Right. Okay. Number seven, we're going to take all day to get through these. If we don't come on, yeah. make time for yourself. Yeah, that's big. That's, that's just literally like what we the premise of our show. So. Yeah. It's fill up your cup. And so, yes, you have to make time for yourself in order to be able to show up for your spouse. I mean, you take it back to the old example of, um, you know, if if the plane's going down, right, and the oxygen mask dropped, you put them on your kids first or do you put them on yourself? Put them right. on yourself because you know you're going to have the strength, the, the wherewithal to have the best shot of getting out of the situation uh, and be able to share the oxygen with the kids. But ultimately, you're like, nope, if, if, if I'm the strongest person to get us out of the house in a fire, we, we need to make sure I'm in my peak state in order to do that. Right. And I think we've both, I mean, I no, I don't think, I know we've both been in the place where we weren't taking care of ourselves and how it affected our marriage negatively because like we've said a hundred bajillion times, like you cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to it. be your own. Like, yes, we are one. Yes, we are one, but we have to still take responsibility for the half like our half, you know what I mean? Well, and because our life's so complicated, we are one and we are still taking care of, we're allowing each other to take care of ourselves individually. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, all right, John needs the sun. John needs to get out and get her walks in the morning and get up on offense. And so I'm going to make sure I get up earlier. So when she gets up, I can be with the kids. Cause if I get up and go straight for the kids and she takes a walk or whatever, then I put myself out to dry and now I'm in a bad place. So yeah, I keep doing that. I think after six or some episodes. 
Anyway. Um, well, so what Chris is saying, yeah. if you didn't hear one of the last episodes, uh, we so we often work our schedules around based on the season we're in, based on, you know, what's going on with our sleep and yada, yada, yada. So right now with the season we're in where I still don't get as much sleep as Chris because I'm still getting up with somebody usually at some point in the middle of the night, Chris is saying he gets up before all of us early, really early to get what he needs to get done to fill his cup. So then he can help me out by taking or help us out by taking yes. care of the kids for a little bit. So I can then start my day yes. off good because before Chris would be getting up and just leaving and working all day or whatever he had to do for right. us. And then I'm waking up on defense and, and, you know, with four kids, there's not a whole lot of uh, me time. Yeah. So, so both of us have to make that time. And if it takes me having to get up at five instead of 6 30 i gotta do it because that way we both can get ours in and it's also a form of like as much as i'd love to stay in bed today not only have to do this for myself i need to do this for jonna because if i don't get up she won't have time and i'll be freaking out or i'll be in a bad mood all day and it's accountability for me because truly i'm still in a season of not wanting to get up yet because I'm still not all the way there where I have everything together and planned. But one, I look forward to how I know I'm going to feel when I get out in the sun and I get my walk in, I get my coffee and Jesus before the chaos. Yes. And two, it's accountability because I know Chris is getting up for yes. me to be able to go. So let me speak to the person listening right now who is married and does not have kids yet. Please, for the love of all that is good and holy. Build a great morning routine for yourself now. Because if you don't and you're taking advantage of sleeping in or you're taking advantage of all that, kids will throw you for the biggest loop you've ever felt in your life. I mean, it will be such a shock when the world is no longer about you and you wake up to kids screaming or crying or being emotional or whatever. It is so hard, guys. It's so so hard. get your routine in now. Build it now. Respect it as a couple before you have kids, because I'm telling you, it's game changing. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you're gonna have to tweak it when you have kids still, yeah, but building sure. that solid foundation of like helping each other and being accountable and taking care of yourself is yes. yes. And it doesn't mean you have to wake up super, super early. Uh, if you're a night owl, you're a night owl. Okay, fine. Uh, but it just means you have to be purposeful with the beginning of your day and learn and see how that impacts your work, your relationships, your everything, uh, because it's going to make a massive difference later on with the kids. Promise. True. True. Okay. Number eight, don't keep score. Ooh, the comparison game. Well, I think it's probably the comparison game, probably a little bit of like the tit for tat, like, well, you did this that one time. So, you know, basically I'm getting you back. Yeah, I mean, if we kept score on diapers, I you wouldn't even think I was a father. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I've changed a heck of a lot of diapers in my life, but, you know, you go 4X every day, and then when they were all on diapers at the same time, 3X, that was... Guys, for a while, we were going through... How many diapers a day? Was it 30? We had three under three at one point, and... It was 30. It had to eh, like 20 something probably, which was just because the two were so little that they insane. were still going through a ton a day. Yeah. So expensive. I think we're <laughs> actually only about to be at one kid in diapers. Oh yeah. Still overnights for some exciting. of them, but still like, oh, it's been a while since we've has done been. that. Like our yeah. first kid. Okay. 20 some days terrible. Yeah. So don't keep score. I think that I'm going to answer this one. It's, I just think it's absolutely detrimental to your relationship to keep score because if you're keeping score, that means you're treating your relationship like it's a game in which somebody is a winner. And I truly believe that if either one of you is winning, the other one's losing because you're a team. You're supposed to be on the same team. Do you know what I mean? Like there yeah. shouldn't be this thought of like, it's, it's like I win. So you lose like, no, you both lose because your marriage is suffering. If one of you is losing. Yeah, I like it. I think I think you're right. I feel like this is a big one, though, that we should expand on a little bit. Look at our board. We have a... Oh, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. What? Oh, I thought we had one coming up where we're talking about... I ha We do have a plan to talk about okay. keeping score in marriage, like okay. in a full episode. Okay. I Stay gotcha. tuned. Stay tuned. All right, number nine. Have fun. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Uh, have fun. Uh, okay, hang on. You know... I'm going to throw something out, and John, I may totally disagree, but that's the beauty of just real and raw and not knowing what I was going to be asked. 
I don't think me and you really have fun together. Right. Um, <laughs> you said I agree. I, <laughs> Moving on. Next question. But I, I think am, it's important. Yes, it is like important. And we have had moments of it, of having fun together. Um, I really think, I really think there's a balance obviously that needs to be met with me. Um, it's just, it's hard. Cause like you just associate, you're just not fun. The craziness. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You just associate the craziness of life and it's hard to just kind of like let loose unless you have some drinks in you. I don't know. I do think, I do think that's somewhere where we lack in our marriage that's, that I do think is important because I think yeah. everything with us is very serious, especially lately. Yes. It's serious most of the time because it's the stress of the kids and the stress of the business and like the stress yeah. of time and who's going to get done, what done when and the stress of our families. And I mean, there's, there's well, a lot of, and I don't know how to have fun. Really? I'm not when super good. at having You fun. are your most fun. Yes, when we are like out of town having like a drink and being in a hotel by ourselves. Yeah. Use fun. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're fun when we're around our friends, like playing games and stuff. That That's exactly what I was going to say. So because I really lo love strategy, I'm kind of just a nerd and I love strategy. I love playing games. I like playing board games. I like playing cards. I like playing poker. I like playing things. Everything Jonna does not like to do. I know I do I like, like do. I do like those now. I don't like playing Monopoly per se. Like I, I don't like it doesn't sound like a fun night for me. Like I like to like goof off and dance or do like charades. Like I Yes. And I'm, I'm not good at goofing off. Wouldn't you say I'm that not. I'm the most fun? Like the, I'm the most out of fun. us. You can be no, yeah, of us. I'm saying yeah. no. Let me. I'm the most fun version of myself around my sister. Don't you agree? Probably. Like I'm the funniest, goofiest Probably. that I ever am around her. Maybe she brings out the fun side of me. Maybe yeah. it's because I just don't care. Maybe like, well, she, she knows everything. You just get super aggressive, like like a little <laughs> like a kid, like a little chihuahua. What? And you just like freaking. <laughs> nip, you just nip at her and like freaking try and tackle her and she body slams you. And that goes, okay, you're going to call us out on air. She's going to love this. Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, I think having fun is a super big, important part of marriage because life is too short to be just stressed and systems all the time. So I think you're right. That's something but we need for to me. Sometimes on. fun is work. I'm going to tickle I you when this is over. <laughs> I, I love, I love to work. I, yes, I have a problem. Okay. My <laughs> name is Chris and I have a problem and I am the exhausting deep friend who I don't know. Everything like with Chris, everything value. has to have a purpose. Like I, I like fun, to bring like value. just screwing around and just having fun, like cannot last very long unless it has a, a systematized outcome. Like, <laughs> am I, are you tickling me to change my state? Okay, let's go. <laughs> See, we make, we laugh oh a lot. We just don't have a lot of fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm funny. That's funny. I'm funny. Okay, number 10. Show I wish that was more fun. Kindness. Yes, we're going to work on that. Show kindness. Show kindness. It's an important tip. Yeah. I mean, of course. I think that's a think that's a gimme. Uh, uh, it is a gimme, but also it's not because I feel like a lot of people take out everything on their spouse and it's easy to just not be kind to them because they're kind of stuck with you you know like when, yeah i obviously we treat the people we love the most or spend the most time with the worst because because yeah. we have that rapport built with them rapport rapport uh next one appreciate each other i feel like this evolves i feel like it evolves as as we start to take on each other's stress and become one a little bit more we start to understand what each other is going through and feeling what the other feels. And yeah, we start appreciating each other more. I, um, I, yeah. I think initially in marriage, you're like, well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think there's a difference in appreciating and showing appreciation, but I feel like you, we personally didn't really appreciate each other till we were able to kind of see each other's um, be in each other's shoes a little bit more. True. You know, true. Yeah, it's it's like I threw Jonna into the world of entrepreneurship uh, for a little bit of a trial, and she was like, "What the heck is this? This is uncertain. There, there's no rule book here. You got to figure everything out on your own. You got to wear a hundred different hats. What is this? You know?" 
Um, and so that was a hard thing for her. And she was just like, whoa, now I get what it's like to wake up and, you know, have this feeling of like literally no one to govern your discipline. And then on top of that, there's just an incredible amount of, I don't know, just fear and hard things attached to entrepreneurship. Um, and then from a kid's perspective, I think that uh, having the kids at home and feeling like, hey, look, you could get more done and all those things. And then literally feeling and like physically the exhaustion and the mental or the mental, emotional, physical exhaustion that kids can bring when they are in large quantities and close together like this is uh, definitely something I've grown to appreciate within what you do. Well, I think that a lot of spouses get into this habit of um, making it like this comparison game of who has it harder, who's more tired, because I think it's our, I really think it's our own insecurities that shine and cause us to get defensive like that. Um, But also a desire for you to see like, like, I'm not just weak, like this is hard, you know, and like you, I know for a long time, I didn't appreciate enough how freaking hard it must be for like our whole our whole family's lives to be the responsibility of feeding us and housing us and stuff to be on your shoulders like I think I still I think sometimes I take that more lightly than I should because I'm up to my ears and kids literally and Mm -hmm. and like just thinking about my heart and what I need from you you know right so I appreciate you Ditto. So that's it. That's a, uh, yes, we agree. That's a tip for happy marriage and we are getting better at it. Yes. Trying to grow. Let's see. Next one. She said, don't compare, not, but she's saying don't compare to other couples. Don't compare yourself to other couples. Thief of joy. And it also goes back to another thing that we've said in the past. People only show you what they want you to see. You're in. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who she gets really frustrated because like I, she has neighbors who um, she's like, they're, they're both sides of their family. Like the grandparents really help out and take care of them. And she's like, Oh, I'm so jealous. Like they get to go on dates all the time. They just must have like this great relationship. And I'm just like, yo, you don't know what they're going through just because they have babysitters right. doesn't mean anything and vice versa. I mean, yeah. Well, and I don't know where I was going at that point. I mean, I think, I think it comes down to envy <laughs> when you're, when you're comparing yourself to someone, one, you're judging yourself like I should be doing more, which eh, there's a healthy balance of that being okay. But then I think there's also like the envy part of it. And, you know, if you want to go from a, from a biblical perspective, like we're not supposed to, Envy. We're supposed to work hard for what we have and be happy for others for what they accomplish and have in life. And we're not supposed to be the crabs in life that pull the other down. And I, I just think, uh, I just think ultimately, uh, comparing ourselves to other people when we all came from a totally different background, usually in totally different life circumstances and trauma and whatnot. Like, there's a lot involved there. But I'll put it this way. Um, so even from like a fitness perspective, people will say like, oh, why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I this? Why can't I just discipline myself to wake up and run like that person or do whatever? It's like, dude, like let's look back at where you started or where, how, how, how you were conditioned. Like what, how did you associate exercise? Like was, was it like a healthy meal if, if there was broccoli in your TV dinner? It's just like, I mean, some people are just cut from a totally different cloth. And so again, we just can't compare ourselves to uh, to other people in any way because, yes, comparison is the thief of joy. Right. I mean, there's been people like, oh, you're so lucky. I wish my husband would babysit our kids. I'm like, oh, first of all, <laughs> I make these kids by myself. Second of all, you don't know how big of a jerk he used to be. So, <laughs> Right. Right. Well, okay. How about this? Someone might see a video of me cleaning the kitchen at night and be mm-hmm. like, I wish my husband cleaned the kitchen, but their husband might dance with them and have fun with them and all that stuff. So it's like to each their own, you know, I may hold down the fort and help cleaning and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm I'm not going to go out and dance and all that, all that stuff. I need to, I need to be better that. I need to accept that. Sorry. A kid walks in the room. Of course. Uh, I need to accept that and get better, not accept it and get better. But yeah, I just think it's an easy, 
comparison. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Bring it home. Okay, so this one's interesting because I've not read these either, by the way. This one's interesting. Keep things private. <laughs> Keep? While, okay. while, while we're publicly. How about this? <laughs> yes. How about this? People have told us before who are close to us, who love us. You guys share too much. You get you talk too much. You're going to embarrass your kids in the future, all this stuff. And we're like, look, because we know people go through this stuff, we're going to talk about it. And so the reason this point makes sense is because ultimately what we share comes down to the relevance of, mm-hmm. is it relevant? Is it relevant to talk about our finances? Well, during COVID and people losing their jobs and stress in, in, in uncertainty in the economy right now, I got to think out of all the people listening, there's got to be a couple people who are like, thanks for talking about that. I really appreciate you you um, sharing that because I know I'm not alone. You know, sexual trauma, stuff like that, pornography, some of the things we've talked about, it's like, it's because we know it's relevant to somebody. And if we're not going to talk about it, it, if nobody talks about that stuff, then the people who struggle will forever think there's something terribly wrong with them. You know what I mean? I think there's just something so strong in knowing you're not alone that we will forever talk mm-hmm. about the stuff. Now, I think that tip is important in the sense of somebody who's just airing their dirty laundry on Facebook or social right. media. Right. I think there's a difference. Like if both both of you aren't on board with sharing certain things, obviously I, right. I think that's when it's not healthy to do so. Like Chris and I are both here saying, here, we're going to talk about all our dirt. But uh, yeah, I think keeping things private is relative to the couple and what they do. And I'm sure there's some stuff we wouldn't. It's it's relative to if it's going to bring value or not, period. Right. I mean, like we've had, we call it, it's so lame to talk about now. Like when I say it loud, but like we have had our pillow talk moments, like yeah, very sure. intimate, deep, like just us conversations that don't need to like those are private those don't need to be shared with our friends or with anybody or with you guys like that's the kind of stuff that i agree like hey that that stays between you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what would you say keep things private is that a deal for a happy marriage well i think from the pillow talk perspective yeah it it doesn't no one needs to know what i say to you or what you say to me Uh, um so I think sometimes people will say like, why do people put up corny statuses and yada, yada, yada. So me and Jonna are going to say what we're going to say to each other. I don't need to put up a status, but if I am putting up a status, it's more like, look, I'm publicly recognizing you for who you are. And, you know, look, happy birthday publicly. I love you. Not like, oh, what a sweet husband and what he said. That's not what that's about. No. Yeah. I mean, same. There's been times where I've put little corny things about you just because I feel like, you know, you deserve some recognition right. every now and right. then. And we do have a podcast, so it makes sense that we're a little more out there. Sure. Um, I feel like I had something else to say. About I mean, that overall, to close that point up, I think, I think you got to ask yourself, like, why are we being private? Are we being private because it's something that is going to hurt the other person? and the pros don't outweigh the cons, then let's stay private. Right. Um, but if we're being private because we are trying to put on a facade of some kind, that never works out. I feel like the we is important, though, because... Yes. And then if your spouse, your significant other, wants to keep something private, I think it's important to ask, like, why? What is it? What are their motives for keeping it Right, private? because you have to have an outlet. At some level, you have to have some type of an outlet. You're... That's why we have, I think we've talked about this before, where we do have people, we have mentors, we have friends in our group that it's important for us to be open with and ask for advice and guidance and mentorship with, uh, not to gossip or badmouth our spouse to. Like, if I'm talking about Chris to uh, my girlfriends in our group, like our little community group, it's it's like toolboxing, it's advice, it's, hey, do you, does your husband do this or whatever, which I, I feel like I don't do super often or you know, the one time you forgot the paper plates and napkins, I vented about that a little bit. But. <laughs> Anyways, but I think it's important because I don't think that we can figure out everything in our own bubble of two people. Like it's important to have other people that yeah. that minister to and mentor yeah, fresh perspectives that maybe aren't as emotional, well, yeah, as emotionally involved, all that. Sorry, I totally did not mean to talk over you. It's fine. I do it to you all the time. Uh, I do it to you one. too. Yeah. 
sometimes I feel like we aren't able to hear what the other one is saying as clearly because like it's just each other's voice but then somebody else will say the same thing just worded a little bit differently and it makes a light bulb go off for us so yeah i agree that was a long point it all was right a long don't lengthy. do not don't push buttons what number are we at 14 Ooh, two more stick with us three more don't push buttons oh, three more. don't push your don't spouse's push buttons buttons the only way you'd want to push buttons is if you are passive aggressive. Or you could just be PMSing and like looking for a fight. You need a good cry. PMS or passive aggressive. <laughs> so you agree that happy couples do not push each other's buttons? I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, actually, I think it depends on how you function. I feel like sometimes there's, there's, a little bit of a tongue in cheek in that it's fun for some couples. Like in particular, the couple uh, Ben and Megan, we had them on our, um, our, what was it called? Uh, stumbling stumbling through, infidelity. through infidelity. Our biggest it's episode. episode number 17. Yeah. Um, a lot of people love that one. Uh, but I, I think they are really fun and funny and Ben picks, you know, Picks fights oh, with yeah. Megan all the time. I pushes think, yeah, her buttons I think there's difference and, on like yeah, flirty funny. type, right, 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 like grade school pushing buttons, and yes. like I'm gonna put a dig in and like your family or something because I know it's a way to be like, oh yeah, get we, under your skin. We've definitely dug at family before because like, yeah, you know it's gonna get under your skin. You're mad, right? So you just say what you know, like just cut straight to the chase, right? That's <laughs> true, but don't do that. Number fifteen, support each other. Even when you don't like the idea or the decision, she said, sometimes it's best to let them see it through. Hmm. Hmm. It depends. Oh, yeah. It I mean, depends. I think support each other. I, I mean, think you should be making the decisions together. We're not raising our spouse. We're not like, well, right. go ahead, drive your car 100 miles per hour, and you'll see what you'll happens learn your when you get your ticket. Like, that's, that's not how it works. Because, frankly, I came into marriage with a very, like, teaching attitude. Uh, do you know how many times I, I said would, to Chris, you're not my father? Yes, like, I would. Especially I, as I'm older. I would literally try to get her see, like, common sense things that I thought were common sense. and Oh, like she, I mean, common sense is like a superpower, right? And I have it and she doesn't. And <laughs> I'm just Remember about pushing buttons. Number 14. <laughs> right. But yeah, I I was very like, uh, I guess controlling and I don't know, just what's the word? Kind of pompous maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And I feel like I learned that pretty quick. Uh-huh. I learned that pretty quick. That doesn't doesn't work not that i would say like just let her go make her own decision that would be a bad decision but i, I think it's just all in the delivery you act like you done raised me <laughs> right <laughs> god for just some little immature child <laughs> well i was like okay jonna now now that you live with me and not your mommy and daddy we have to make some good financial decisions here <laughs> look where we are now <laughs> oh okay all because i used to you buy rubbed a five dollar bottle of wine you rubbed off on me dude i tell you Unbelievable. now we're broke together Anywho, for now, for now, support each other. I gotta, I gotta stop saying that. By the way, yes, I have to stop speaking. You're manifesting it. I know. I know. Stop manifesting. I need, this. I need to start speaking. Or else we're not going to run this podcast anymore. Existence. Yes. For the acoustics in the car are good, but not with four kids. <laughs> oh, jeez! Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's why? terrible. That, that shouldn't be funny, right? That's now. not funny. Okay, good. But I'm fun. Remember. You are. <laughs> Okay, I think it's more for us to support each other, like in in like a we do things together kind of way. Like I supported your decision to shut down the gym because it was best for you and it was best for me. And like I supported that, even though it was a scary decision, you know, mm-hmm. like I think our the support comes when you're making the decision together. Like you said, not just yeah, I support you making a terrible decision that could destroy our whole family. But I'm yeah. not on board, you know? Yeah, I agree. Okay, good. Number 16, know your love languages. Is important. Know your love languages. 
Yeah. Jono's love language is words of affirmation. I, is it though? We've not done that book in like six it's years. Starting to, I think it might be though. Pretty evident. It's words of affirmation because there's negative mind chatter between all of our ears. Some days are better than others. For the most part, when she's tearing herself down, it's like she has to hear like she has to hear Lola say, like, "Mommy, you're a good mom," you know, because uh, Lena. Her new thing is to tell her she's a bad mom when she turns the corner. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> she's they, just she's two, crazy. by the way. No, they call me a mean mommy. You're mean, mean, mommy. mean mommy. Why are you so mean? Right. And it hurts my feelings because I'm already in between my ears throughout the day, like exactly. feeling like I'm constantly just like yes. scolding somebody because there's four of them. Well, the baby, I don't scold him, but he cries, which escalates the situation oh, with others. Oh, boy, and, he doesn't. So, yeah, you're right. I think words of affirmation could be one of my top because I, like, can physically, like, I can know you love me based on a lot of things, but sometimes I need you to tell me. It's true. What's mine? Cool. It's words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts. None of them. <laughs> acts of service or physical touch. It's not physical touch. It's not quality time because you like your independence. I just love being by myself. Unbelievable. Yes. I don't think you have a love language. You don't like to be loved. <laughs> I can't. None of I them sound like right. I know we've done this before. I can't remember. It was like literally like six years ago. I guess it's acts of service. I, I guess. guess like when I get a power when I get a PowerPoint down, there's something done for you. You're like, yes, she loves me. No, it's helpful. I mean, honestly, it means a lot to me if I'm working and you're like, "Hey, dinner's ready," and I come down to a meal. I don't just take that for granted. 1960s wife over here. I mean, seriously. Yeah, it or when I just show up in the office with lunch yeah. for you because I know you can't come down. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like, absolutely. Those those things do make me feel good. Okay, I've I've so definitely more. cut back on my acts of service service since we've had so many children, but I kid. try, I try. You've you know, I try. You've 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 done good over the years. I mean, you look like you eat. So oh, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I mean, you don't look like you don't eat. So <laughs> right. Excuse me. <laughs> Number seventeen. Let's make it good, man. Do relationship tune-ups. She says things won't always be rainbows and sunshine. Happy couples pick up on this and they do something about it. Maybe the issue is something as simple as a date night. Maybe it's deeper. It's an overnight. It's end definitely. of story. It is. It's an, an overnight, overnight, man. It's an overnight. The tune up for us is to get away. Uh, our old pastor, Rob, he said it best. He said, if you take in the kids, it's a trip. If you go by yourself, it's a vacation. And I was like, dude, that <laughs> truer words have never been spoken. And so, yeah, for us, absolutely. An overnight for us, just getting away, getting, you know, going to a hotel or going somewhere by ourselves or even taking like a five-hour drive. Uh, it's great. You know, just listening to some music or, you know, I'll often be like, how can we be productive? And <laughs> she gets so mad at that. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I just want to go on a drive and just mindlessly. I very rest rarely or something want to. Exist. Like, okay, get out your computer and we're gonna type up all the notes on why. Blah 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 blah. We're going to plan a whole new business on this five-hour trip. We're gonna take advantage of it. Or he's like, here, I, take my phone and respond to these clients for me. I'm like, I'm not your personal assistant. I'm driving. I don't want to die. Right. I'm just saying, but we're like yes, going a golf our, cart ride, trying to relax and have a little fun. God forbid, fun. have a little fun. And he's like, here, take my phone and pull up the Google doc. Cause now everything's on a cloud. Thank God. So now we can actually work while we do anything. <laughs> it's true. You it's think true. I'm kidding, but it's so true. I'll get so bad it's at him. I'm like, true. for one minute, can we please, even though we need to work when we can, but like, Sometimes I just want that. It's expectations, right? I'm just like, I just want to turn on some music, maybe have my little Yeti cup of wine and and just like relax and ride together and it be all romantic and perfect. Instead, Chris is talking strategy or the red score. Like, expectations, one or the baby. Other. I'm sorry. Just is what it is. It just is what it is. But yes, a tune-up for us has got to be an overnight. You have to figure out what your tune-up is. A date night is not enough for us. Um, no. A date night is, it's cool, we go out to dinner. I think there are expectations. It's like, okay, we only have two hours together. Hopefully yeah. we can have a good conversation. I, I agree. I think there's too much too much that you're like hoping to fit in and then it ends up being a disappointment. It's true. 
Sometimes. Like our anniversary it, it dinner is, yeah. ended up being kind of like, yeah. yeah, like I couldn't find any clothes to wear because I just had the baby. Mm-hmm. All the stuff we already talked about, server, mass server, nothing on our tables, how to sit across from each other. Like, <laughs> no, I was just like, right, blah. Like, uh, you guys can just scan the QR code. I was like, can you just get me a regular menu? Like, like I'm normal okay people. with touching something like, other people have touched. We're fine. Like germs are good for us. I don't know if you knew that or not. And the guy's like, I got you, dude. <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> and he probably went in the back like, oh my gosh. <laughs> probably. Couple. But, okay, so hopefully. 17 tips for happy marriage. I think those are all pretty solid We're not going to recap them more, no. are we? Okay, no. I think they're all solid tips, though, that for the most part, we seem to agree with yeah so do we, we have happy marriage agree with them I, what'd you that, take away from that that's for our listeners i mean i gotta be more fun i think that's the i'm over, always yeah. i'm always constructive so you give me 17 things and i realize the things i really suck at and it's just i'm just not fun but then it doesn't feel authentic when i'm forcing fun what about you know? whenever you're forcing three kisses a day oh well i'm at two so i'm coming at you after this <laughs> oh boy but does that feel so authentic check it off Huh? But does it feel authentic? Well, I think for me, I'm like, if I can do it enough, I'll build a little bit of a routine. <laughs> I believe I'm not, mar- I married a robot. Not like a I timely routine. A robot. But just like a, yeah, in the morning, I should greet her with a kiss. And then when I get back from my run, I should greet her with a kiss. And then, like, <laughs> I just. Here, I just thought I looked really good today. <laughs> it's, yeah, you do. Whatever. You do. I um, remember being sad that the day, so the. F- we got married on Friday. We did a buffer day on a Saturday from a tip from somebody, which by the way, if you're engaged listening to this, oh, dude, best tip. advice best we received advice pre pre wedding was get married and then have a buffer day in between yes. your honeymoon day because how terrible is it to you're exhausted. Do, you're so tired and you want to open your presents and you're you're just exhausted and then you gotta wake up early and get on a plane. No. So we did got married on Friday, Saturday we had all of Saturday to get married on a Friday, you'll save a ton. Yes. <laughs> So Saturday, we were able to just like relax. We opened our gifts. It kind of was like another special day. We got to hang out with some of our family. And um, yeah, we had a good breakfast. That had morning a good breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice that we didn't have to rush. We didn't have to do anything. Um, and then Sunday, that Sunday, we flew out for the worst honeymoon ever. But, <laughs> um, but my point in saying that was what? Oh. I was so disappointed because I thought the next morning, like it was going to be like this wake up in the sunshine, like, oh my gosh, my beautiful wife and a big kiss and like (laughs) whatever. And I don't even remember what you did. I feel like you just like hopped hopped up or like like, farted and walked. Right. Like gross. You just like (laughs) jumped up like, I'm going to go get breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, we're married. Uh, Like we just woke up for the first time as Mr. and Mrs. Farrell. And you're just like, all right, that was fun. Wonder what my friends are doing. They're gonna go. Bra- they're out there waiting for us for breakfast. <laughs> I feel like that literally was what it was. I know. Expectations. You, you are the queen of expectations. Not you, anymore. You've gotten. I've much, learned to lower them. <laughs> much better. <laughs> well, I told you I ran out of all my ideas because oh, I gave them away to my exes. Yeah, that's <laughs> all the sweet things I did. I already, I already did. And so I'm like, well, now I can't go do that because I already did that in high school and what not college to say. One <laughs> Wait, can I tell them how you told me you love me for the first time though? Because that was super cute. We're an hour three. I For doubt, this episode? I, I doubt we have many people still listening. <laughs> you think everybody turns off? So I never don't finish a podcast. I don't think anyone had an hour road trip. And if they have kids, they're probably like, all right, shut up, guys. <sighs> That's fair. Well, I'm going to tell whoever's still listening because you are the real MVP. Chris told me he loved me for the first time by making a poster thing out of, do you guys remember like the 90s glow in the dark stars? I think you're saying yes. Uh, he made a poster board of it and put it on his ceiling in his college bedroom. But but first, I brought you in. Well, I, and, I was oh, okay, No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> You'll remember more. Actually, I don't remember what happened. You brought okay, me in. So you had like a dress for me. brought you in. I, yeah, that's right. I had a dress for you. I forgot that part. I had a dress for you that my, my ex-girlfriend let me borrow it. I was like, oh, thank God. Whatever. <laughs> you did not. Oh. I had. <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> I remember the blue dress. I had picked it out. I definitely got rid of it because post baby body ain't fitting in that. But of that was blue, it blue? It was royal blue. I told her pink, but it's it's fine. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm kidding. Anyway, so yes, I bought you a dress, and then I had you. I don't know. Just lay down on the bed. You're like, what are we doing? I'm like, no, whoa, Christian boy. <laughs> whoa, Christian boy. You just put me in this cute little skimpy dress. Told me to lay I in know. your bed. I know. And then I shut the lights off, and we looked up, and I had 
it on the ceilings, but out in stars. Oh. And I was like, last no, I gotta cross that off the list. The Can't first use that and again. last romantic thing you ever did, <laughs> pretty <from> much, right? <laughs> Oh, and then we went downstairs we had to a Cheerio candle at dinner because you didn't have it. Why didn't you have anything to cook? It's because you were at the hospital on Valentine's uh, Day. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. People that's don't a care. Whole story. People might care. <laughs> they might. Yeah, I ruined Valentine's Day by being in the hospital. So for some reason, Chris couldn't cook two days later, I guess. <laughs> I so we had Cheerios. Maybe I didn't have money. I don't know. It was, it was a foreshadow of the future. I don't know. <laughs> Stop. I know. I, I do have to stop for real. <sighs> okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed the switch up. I hope they're still listening. Okay. I think we still brought a lot of nuggets of gold. Let's hope so. If, if we nuggets. brought some nuggets, share this. If we brought some nuggets, let us know. If you think Chris needs to be more fun, share this. Ooh. And for however many people share this, we'll know how many fun things that he has to do. We'll yeah. document them. Yes. And we haven't officially put out like a system for this, but let us know what you guys want to hear. If you're still listening, let us know what you guys want to hear. Send us some messages on Instagram or Facebook or find us somehow. And yeah, just uh, we're well, here for talk you. Talk to us, man. <laughs> talk to us, man. We're so fun. We're so I'm so fun. All right. All right, we're done. Thank you for listening. See ya. Bye.